welcome to Real Talk with Bishop Brown. Our hope is that you are blessed and that your relationship with God continues to grow and flourish. The next voice that you'll hear will be that of Bishop Brown. Thank you for listening. I have no reason to fear. Would you stand with me and turn in your scriptures? Luke chapter 8, verse 22 through 25. As you turn, let's breathe a word of prayer. Father, we, we honor you now. We thank you for protection and provisions. But even more than that, we thank you for your presence. Now, Father, we ask that you would be pleased to let us preach, not for fame nor for reputation, but to the end that sinners would be saved, to the end that the saints would be strengthened, to the end that this Liberty Church would be encouraged, to the ultimate end that the Savior would be spotlighted. This is our prayer, and we offer it in the strong and perfect name of Jesus, who is the Christ. The people of God said out loud, amen. One day, he got into a boat with his disciples, and he said to them, let us go across to the other side of the lake. So they set out, and as they sailed, he fell asleep. And a windstorm came down on the lake, and they were filling with water and were in danger. And they went and, and woke him, saying, Master, Master, we are perishing. And he awoke and rebuked the wind and the raging waves, and they ceased, and there was calm. He said to them, where is your faith? And they were afraid, and they marveled, saying to one another, who then is this that he commands even winds and water, and they obey him? I want to I use as a subject on this 66th church anniversary, I want to talk about the uncomfortable church. The uncomfortable church. You may have your seats with your Bibles open. I'm well aware of the environment, and uh, we want to get you back on the road and back home as soon as possible and uh, or wherever else you're going after you leave here. Uh, let me not make assumptions, but um, but we're sensitive to that. And so uh, this is going to be the part A, and Lord willing, we'll, we'll, we'll complete this series next Sunday. Um, the church has become a soft people. 
we have become spiritually, mentally, emotionally more concerned with comfort and convenience than we are commitment and conversions. We have been conditioned, perhaps by this sickly secular society, uh, to travel the road most traveled, as opposed to, in the words of M. Scott Peck, the road less traveled. For you recall, Jesus said that uh, broad is the way uh, for the multitude, uh, but narrow is the way uh, for those who will follow me, says the Lord. And, and it is indeed, I believe, a reality in 2023, that uh, we who are the called out and called up and called into the kingdom of God uh, have allowed uh, our own uh, desire for convenience, um, uh, for comfort, um, for having things just right in order for us to even be willing uh, to give ourselves unto the Lord. Uh, I am aware that I am speaking to people right now who have braved the weather in order to get here. And so, and so these, these words may not necessarily in total apply to each of us. But however, uh, I believe all of us would have to admit that uh, uh, compared to what to what church looked like 66 years ago, uh, compared to uh, the commitment and the connection and the and the desire to be used of God 66 years ago uh, uh, is much different than it is today. Uh, we 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 have been uh, seduced by all of the modern conveniences that, that we've become accustomed to. And, and uh, I near about had a fit uh, when we could not get our television monitors uh, either repaired or replaced by today. I've been hollering about that for the last, I don't know, year. Um, uh, and, 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 hadn't been, and, 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 and it just vexed me. And, and then I had to come to realize that 66 years ago, we didn't have one TV in the sanctuary. Uh, we were good if we had a microphone. We were, we were good if we had monitors. We were doing good if we had uh, uh, somewhere to sit on uh, that didn't give us hemorrhoids. We, we were doing good back then. Uh, and, and because we didn't have anything else to compare it to, uh, it was all right. I, anybody remember the hard pews that y'all used to? Anybody remember the folding chairs that you used to? I remember. I don't go back 66 years, but as many as I go back. I, I remember a time in my life uh, where the fans we were you were using right now uh, were the order of the day. This was the air condition. You were the you were your own air conditioner unit, 
and, uh, and, and all of the other accoutrements. And I'm not bemoaning, I'm not suggesting that we should not take advantage of, of, of what God has made available. But I am also at the same time suggesting that, that we have been in many cases lured into uh, a, a mindset that, that has in many cases uh, hindered us from being all that God wants us to be. And certainly as a church, as a collective body of believers, um, we've allowed uh, the, 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 the internet and, 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 and cable television and, and, uh, and Apple Pay and, and all of these other entities that, that bring about uh, all that we have at our fingertips uh, I don't know about you. Anybody ever, anybody ever pass up a TV looking for the remote? Where is my remote? I know it's, it's, <sighs> one day, the scripture says, uh, Jesus got into a boat. It was not his boat, at least not in terms of, of, of stewardship, it belonged to one of his disciples. But when Jesus steps on the scene, anything and everything belongs to him. He has the right and the might to dictate and determine how a thing or a person is to be used. And so Jesus got into a boat with his disciples. Uh, other other uh, accounts of this scenario that is in Mark and or Matthew uh, indicate that, that the boat belonged to the disciples and the disciples actually followed him into the boat. Jesus led his disciples into their own boat. Hmm. Because Jesus had and has an agenda. And the, listen, what, listen to what it says here. He got into a boat with, a, with his disciples and he said to them. Now those are the three most key words, three or four most key words in this entire pericope. He said to them. You see, all of life for the believer hinges on those four words he said to me or to you or to us. It, everything we do as believers hinges on what thus saith the Lord. Even if you cover up your ears, it does not negate what he says. And, and, and it appears to me that the enemy is doing a mighty good work in distracting and dis, uh, disturbing us to the point that we won't listen to his word. I can't speak for anybody but me, but, but, but every time I ignore his word, I'm always going to find myself in trouble. 
Every time I disregard his word, every time I read, I am going to end up in some kind of trouble. Now, there's, there's more than one kind of trouble. There's good trouble, which is the trouble that, that, that tends to follow the believer who's following Christ. That's the kind of trouble you want. But then there's bad trouble. The trouble we get into when we disregard or disobey God's word. He said to them, let us go across where? I'm waiting on the Bible readers in the house. To the other side of the lake. Those words are critical. Because those words cast the vision for what God had in mind and in store for his disciples. Notice he, he, he did not say, uh, let us stay here. But, but following Christ is always a mobile journey. <laughs> He's always challenging us to move from where we are to yet another level. The, the, the danger, according to Dr. Manuel Scott Sr., is to already be where you're going. Oh, that deserves an amen right there. That's tweetable and quotable. But just say Dr. Scott said it first. To already be where you're going, which indicates that you're not growing. And I don't know who I'm talking to today, but, 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 but whatever else the enemy wants to do in your life, he wants you uh, to be stagnant. He wants you to be stuck. He, he wants you to be comfortable. And I've discovered that, that comfort is the enemy uh, of commitment. Come on closer. Let's, let's see what else the text has to say. He says to them, let us go to the, across to the other side of the lake. And then notice what happens. So they set out. Listen, it, it was not their idea, but it, it, it was their responsibility to obey what Jesus has said. And beloved, I'm speaking to Liberty and Judson and Upper Room and every other body, every other uh, 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 church within the body of Christ. If we do not learn to go where Jesus says go, to do what Jesus says to do, we will find ourselves completely irrelevant. This, this Christian life, this Christian walk uh, cannot be based on uh, whether it is convenient for me. I'm, I'm so proud of you in this house today, uh, for, for it was easy for us to stay at the house today. Come on, say amen right there. It would have been easy to stay in that bed. The, the rain is dropping. It's cool and calm, you know. It was, but, but then you got to ask, what will you be doing tomorrow? Some of us will be up at the crack of dawn tomorrow, meeting the man. But on the Lord's day, you got to negotiate. All right. Okay, Lord, I, I, I know I need, I, I, come on, come on, Lord. I know, I, I, I know I need to be, I, Lord, I know. I'm going, I'm getting up. 
let me, let me try to cut this short. So they set out. And all is well. They're in the boat with Jesus at his direction and instruction. And it's all good. But the very next verse, and what I want us to understand is that there's always the next verse. The next verse says, and as they sailed, what happened? He fell asleep. I'm wondering, am I, am I, am I talking to anybody in this house today who have you stepped out of your comfort zone and you're following Jesus Christ? And, and as you are following Jesus Christ and you, you, you're hearing his word and you're obeying his word, but, but at some point or another, uh, it seems as if he has gone to sleep on you. Can anybody testify? Can anybody just identify that, 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 that you have been in a place uh, where you could not hear God's voice? Oh, y'all don't want to talk to me today. I, I want, I, let me ask y'all back. Have, have you ever found yourself in a place where you could not hear God talk to you and, 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 and you have concluded that the Lord is ignoring you? The Lord has gone to sleep on you. The, the Lord is not paying attention to you. I, I know that place. And, and, and every time, let me tell you what I've discovered. Listen, when you can't hear uh, uh, the voice of God, God, again, uh, always go back to the last word you heard him say. <laughs> See, because, listen to this, listen, circumstances will change. Oh, yeah, yeah, and circumstances in life will change. Uh, a phone call uh, is a can be a change of circumstance. The, 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 the right, the wrong email <laughs> can bring about a, a, a change of circumstance. Uh, the passing of a loved one, uh, the illness of your child, uh, 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 your money getting funny, your change getting strange. All it takes uh, is, is, is one detail to change your circumstances. And so when we start talking about this uncomfortable church, uh, we've got to start dealing with the reality of uh, the unpredictability of circumstances. Circumstances are unpredictable. We don't know what we're going to when we leave here. We don't know what's going to happen between here and there. But watch this. Because it doesn't stop there. So what? You got, you got this sleeping Savior. But notice other circumstances. And, I'm still in verse 23, a windstorm came down on the lake in the, in the Sea of Gennesaret, also called the Sea of Tiberias, also referred to as Sea of Galilee. Um, it, is, it is a, a low... Uh, place elevation-wise between uh, higher uh, elevated mountains, Mount Hermon and Mount this or that, and, and wind will sweep over those mountains and, uh, and flow down into the region, the basin, uh, where, uh, where this body of water is, 
are uh, causing and creating immediate uh, storms in the sea. You, you, the weatherman, of course, the weatherman came accurately could, could predict our weather. But but the weatherman could not predict the, the weather change that was about to take place in the lives of Jesus and his disciples. But 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 out of nowhere, a storm showed up. I need to know who I'm talking to right now. Out of nowhere, you find yourself in a storm. One bounce check creates a chain reaction. One, one missed phone call, one, one detail can set into motion a whole series of, of stuff. Mm. But that's not all I see. You got the sleeping Savior. You've got a sudden storm. And then it says, and... Notice these ands keep showing up. And they were filling with water. They were in a boat, and boats, as I understand it, belong in water. Water does not belong in boats. We got a problem. My wife was scheduled. On today, uh, yesterday, I think, Friday, to be on a cruise, going somewhere, I don't know, bought and paid for. She was supposed to be in a boat in water. Somehow, the Lord intervened and, and, and though the cruise wasn't canceled, the Lord canceled her being on the cruise. We didn't know at the time that Hillary... had a plan to visit the Pacific Ocean. I guess what I'm saying here is that, listen, in this life, you will have storms. The good news is, in the midst of the storms, God is, I wish, God is still operating. God is still at work. God is still on the throne. And whether he allows you to go through the storm or whether he allows the storm to go around you, he's still God. I need somebody to, I, I need somebody to identify with that. I, I need somebody to, to, to make a touch point right there. Listen, in this life, you will have tribulation. But the other part of that verse says, but be of good cheer. Why? Because Jesus has already overcome the world. Somebody's here. You, you're scared of the storm. You're afraid of the storm. You're paralyzed by the storm. But the good news is, no matter how bad the storm, the God I serve, 
is greater than any and every storm. I could use two or three folk in the house that's got a testimony that you were walking, minding your own business, following Jesus. But out of nowhere, hell, start knocking at your door. Anybody here? I'm not trying to go here yet, but the spirit of the living God is pushing me to tell somebody that though the storms may rage, though the wind may blow, the God of creation, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is still greater than the worst storm. Can you praise God with me? Unpredictable. Unpredictable. You don't know what's around the corner. Three years ago, we had never heard of COVID. We had never used those words. Not regular folk, them nurses and doctors may have. We had never heard of a COVID, a pandemic. But out of nowhere, people started getting sick. And at first it used to be those people. But then COVID started knocking on our door. <laughs> Out of nowhere. And I got some good news that the same God that was God pre-COVID is God in COVID, is God post-COVID. Unpredictable storm. Let me give you one more good news. Because the text moves from verse 23, at least in my Bible, to verse 24. In 24, it says, and they went and woke him. <laughs> they went and woke Jesus up. Uh, the fact that Jesus was sleeping. Um, is good news to me. See, I don't want a God that gets scared of storms. I wish you'd think that through for just a moment. I don't want a God that panics when I panic. I don't want a God that pulls his hair out when I'm pulling mine out. I want a God that sleeps through my storms. That, 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 that is chilled out in the midst of terror. That, that, is, that is cool, calm, and collected. Because, listen, he's calm, cool, and collected. He's sleep and resting. Not because he doesn't care. The, uh, in, in Mark's gospel, when they, when they went and woke him up, they, they said, Master, Master, don't you care? That we're perishing. Don't ever let the enemy make you doubt that he cares for you. Don't you care that we are perishing? See, here's what they didn't understand. If Jesus said that we're going to the other side, 
you can't perish. You cannot perish. Not on this trip. And sometimes we hear God's word, but we don't believe it applies to us. And we act accordingly. No, if God says you're going to the other side, you cannot perish. You've got to make it to the other side. Now, God ain't responsible if you jump overboard. They woke him up. Master, we're perishing. Can you imagine being awakened? Not by the storm, but by scary people. When you've already told them what the deal is. See, when Jesus says, let's go to the other side of the lake, He being God, already factored in all possible circumstances. Nothing sneaks up on God. That's why when he says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you, he knows all of the scenarios that you're going to find yourself in. And and, and he, he says that because he wants us to hold on to certain truths that transcend all circumstances. I wish y'all came to church today. He says he awoke, he awoke, and guess what he did? He rebuked not his disciples. He rebuked the wind first. <laughs> he rebuked. Anytime the Lord rebukes It is because there is a satanic influence in the person or the place or the thing that is creating a problem. Jesus understood that that what's going on right here now, uh, it's a wind problem. It's a supernatural problem because the fact that he rebuked it suggests that it had satanic influence and intent. See, sometimes the storms going on in our lives need a word from God to address the situation. It's not a circumstance problem. It's a wind problem. You you got to... And an ill wind blowing in your face, and it's got satanic implications. And what you need in that moment is a word from the master to speak to the wind in your life. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes the the the, the satanic influences will creep up around you and and try to steal the peace and the joy that the Lord has provided. And and really, uh, I might be oversimplifying it, but if they had just remembered his words that we are going across to the other side of the lake, the details don't even matter. 
what does it matter? What does it matter if, if certain details creep up in your life? What does it matter if, if sometimes you got more month than money? What, what does it matter if you have a, an argument, disagreement with your spouse, your boo, your, your, what does it really matter at the end of the day? Listen, listen, listen. The bottom line is, what has God said? But you, you got to understand, we are so comfort driven that we can't stand winds of adversity. We're, we're so accustomed to, to convenience. And now that we have, we have, you know, virtual worship, well, then I can sit at home in my pajamas or whatever and worship God. How do you worship God in your... How does that work? How you, you know, you... Anyway, anyway, I digress. <laughs> he awoke and rebuked the wind. And when he rebuked the wind, the waves died down. See, see, <laughs> waves respond to wind. So when you got the wrong wind blowing, You've got the waves acting a fool. So Jesus uh, speaks to the wind, and uh, ultimately, uh, the waves chill out. Oh, my God. And, 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 and consequently, they ceased. And there was, what does it say in your Bible? Calm. There was peace. Uh, uh, Mark's gospel also says that, that, that Jesus spoke to the wind and the waves, peace, be still. Oh, God. You got some turmoil going on in your life, in your mind. You don't need another drink. You, 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 you don't need another puff. You don't need another woman or another man. You don't need to go shopping. You need a word from the Lord that says, peace, peace, peace be still. Has he ever quieted the, the restlessness in your life? Have, have, have you ever been on your way to engage in some disruptive or disobedient or whatever kind, of, and, and, and somehow or another, uh, you heard a word from God, and he calmed down that, that inner turmoil within. I'm telling you, beloved, if we would just get out of our heads that following Christ means we're supposed to be comfortable, that, that serving the Lord means everything's supposed to be convenient, 
If we would understand that 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 Jesus modeled for us that life is not about comfort nor convenience because last time I checked, there was nothing comfortable about Calvary. I'm going to close right here, but, 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 but last time I checked, that there was nothing convenient about the cross. The last time I looked at the record and got a description of what crucifixion looked like, there, there, there was nothing comfortable about it. They, they nailed his hands. That ain't comfortable. They, they spiked his feet. That's not comfortable. They, they, they mounted him on an old rugged cross. That certainly wasn't convenient. They raised that cross and suspended my Lord between two thieves. That could not have been comfortable nor convenient. And he hung there from the sixth to the ninth hour. You know that was inconvenient. And you know that was uncomfortable. And while he was there, he spoke seven times everything from Father, forgive them. To enter thy hands, I commit my spirit. He experienced some uncomfortable moments. He experienced some inconvenient times. But the reason why he did what he did is because he was called to a greater purpose. And when you're called to a greater purpose, sometimes you've got to go through some stuff. Sometimes you've got to go through some hard times, some heartaches, some pains. But the good news is the presence of the Lord is able to give you peace in the midst of chaos. Sometimes the presence of God is able to give you a chill in the midst of a fiery furnace. Anybody here? Know what it's like for God to speak peace into your life. Then you ought to praise him with me. Then you ought to give him glory with me. Then you ought to give him praise right now. Praise be to God that he called us not to be the comfortable church. But he called us to be the uncomfortable church. We live in a dark world. And what the world needs to see is some uh, a saved folk at peace in the midst of discomfort. I'm calling for a few folk to be a part of the uncomfortable church. You may have to go through the fire. You may have to go through the flood, but God is still God. God is still standing. God is still on the throne. Anybody here know that he still has all power in heaven and earth, in his hands. Can't you give him glory now? Can't you praise him now? I thank God that he is my peace. He is my comfort. He is my shelter. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because thou art with me. Anybody here 
knows that he's with you. Anybody here knows that his presence is all in you. He's all over me and he's keeping me alive. Can't you praise him now? The uncomfortable church has to deal with unpredictable storms. And there's a whole lot more in this text that our Lord willing to get to next week. But if that's all you get, you got enough. You got enough because he speaks to the storms of life. And it is no coincidence that I'm talking about storms while we're in the midst of a storm. That's no coincidence. That's, that's, that's no, that, ain't, that, that, that didn't just happen to happen. The providential hand of God created or allowed this atmosphere so that he can use it as an ocular demonstration. Because as I said a moment ago, it was easy for you to stay at home today. But you pressed your way to the Lord's house. You made your way through the storms in order to get to where God told you to meet him. Oh, my God. And listen, let this be a picture for your life. Let this be a portrait, a movie of your life. When you commit yourself to the Lord, you can count on his protection. You can count on his provisions. And more than that, you can count on his presence. I'd rather be in the storm and in a boat with a sleeping Jesus than to be on a cruise ship without the Lord. Oh, he changes everything. He changes everything. His presence makes the difference. Would you stand right where you are before you get comfortable? Before you get comfortable. Liberty, God is challenging us to get, get beyond comfort and convenience. It's hard, it's hard to be an effective witness. It's hard to go, go ye therefore. When you're chilling at the house, it's hard. It's hard to go where the sinners are when you're so comfortable in church. And you let one or two things happen to disrupt that comfort. Let us snatch these little cushions off these pews. Let us, let us, let's, let's. 
that air ain't blowing much cold air, but let, let, let that just stop right now. We, it's a different us. The issue in life is not how you act when you're comfortable. The issue is how obedient are you when it's uncomfortable? How committed? How committed when it's not easy? I think I said this last Sunday that God doesn't make it easy to trust him. I know that might sound sacrilegious to somebody. He doesn't make it easy. I, let me tell you something. When I was, I was, I was hot between two opinions, even as, as we were deciding whether to postpone this service today or not. And, I mean, I, my heart was for you. I, I, I didn't want to put anybody in harm's way. I didn't want to do that. And God had to remind me, wait a minute. Whose people are these? You know, God, God has to talk to me like he talked to Job sometimes. You remember how, what he said to Job? Job thought he was on God's level. God said, okay, well, hold on. Let me ask you a couple of questions. Where, where were you? I'm saying, okay. And, and, so, and so I'm just saying that, that it, it, it is sometimes you got to get, you have to step over yourself to trust God. Because self will always try to pull you back. Wait a minute now. You don't want to go that far. No, I'm going far. I'm going deep. <laughs> I'm going all in for you poker players. I'm putting all the chips in. I'm, I'm, I'm going all in. I'm tired, of, I'm tired of being an outsider. I'm tired of other folk having all the testimonies. I want to. I want. I want my own testimony. I want. I want to be able to tell somebody. Yeah, you know, I I stepped out there. I ain't have a dime in my pocket, but God. See, we want a but God testimony, but we want it. We want God to do it all while we chilling back with our legs crossed and. Everybody in this room right now looks saved to me. The reality is there's just two kind of people in this house. There's a person that's on their way to heaven. In fact, you've got heaven in you right now. You're a citizen of heaven right now. There's another group. I don't mean to be crass or cruel, but you're on your way to hell. The difference between the two groups the group going to heaven is not going there because they're so good. I'm not going to heaven because I'm so good. I promise you. I'm going to heaven because I put my, I put all of my stuff on Jesus Christ. I went all, I put it all on him. The group going to hell, you're not going to hell because you're so bad. Because I belong in that group too. At least I used to. You go to hell because you've not put your trust in Jesus Christ. It's that simple. Jesus is the way. And he's also the truth. He's also the life. 
In other words, he's everything you're looking for. Everything this group going to hell is looking for, that's in Christ. You're looking for joy over here, that's only in Christ. But you've mistaken happiness and happenings with joy. They're not the same. Group over here is looking for peace, that's only in Christ. You think if you get high enough or low enough, peace is not the absence of trouble, circumstance. It's not the absence of that. It's calm and assurance in the midst of that. Let's look to the Lord for the benediction. Eternal God, our Father, we have said to this thy people, that the uncomfortable church has to deal with unpredictable storms, but yet we have the predictable presence of our Savior. Place this truth deep down in our minds and within our hearts that we might live, walk, and move with the peace of God. We thank you, Father, for the food that's been prepared for the nourishment of our bodies. Fuel our bodies so we can better minister to yours. And now may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of your wonderful Holy Spirit be with each of us now and forevermore. Let the people of God shout amen and praise be to God. Thank you for listening to Real Talk with Bishop Brown. We hope that you were blessed. If you would like to accept Christ, join our church, help continue the work we are doing in our ministries, watch live on Sundays, find us on social media, or give online, you can visit the link in the episode description. Thank you for listening, and have a blessed day.